the volume. It's Moneyline Monaco presented by FanDuel. The sports calendar is packed and there is no place better to get in on the action than FanDuel. So many sports to bet on. NBA, March Madness around the corner. You got the PGA Tour, hockey, and then some. The app is safe, secure, super easy to use. FanDuel has exclusive offers, boosts, and more all month long. When you win, you'll get paid fast. FanDuel has lots of ways to play. The spread, the money line, over-unders, team totals, player props, so much more. Jump into the app. Action at any time during the game with live betting. You can combine multiple bets from the same game in a same game parlay and try out same game parlay. Plus, just download the FanDuel app today to make every moment more. Disclaimer. 21 plus in select states. First online real money wager, only $10. Deposit required. Refund issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See full terms at FanDuel.com forward slash sportsbook. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK, or text HOPE-NEW-YORK, 467-369-NEW-YORK, call 1-800-GAMBLER, visit FanDuel.com forward slash RG, Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, Virginia, 1-800-NEXT-STEP, or text Next Step to 53342, Arizona, 1-888-789-7777, or visit ccpg.org forward slash chat, Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT, Indiana, 1-800-522-4700, or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Kansas 1-877-770-STOP Louisiana visit mdgamblinghelp.org Maryland 1-800-522-4700 Wyoming or visit www.100gambler.net West Virginia All right, welcome to another episode of Sports Gambling with Moneyline Monaco. I'm your host, Alex Monaco. We are live as we speak on the Amazon AMP platform. Make sure to throw me a follow there on Moneyline Monaco. Also on Volume Sports YouTube channel, wherever you get your pods. What a doozy. I echo the Colin Cowherd tweet from last night. As far as the Final Four goes, it sounds like. We have four schools where a kid chose three of them to party at and one of them where his parents wanted to go, which is UConn, of course, the beloved Big East Huskies make their name and ink another Final Four. Again, as far as tournament acumen, history of these four clubs, it's UConn and it's all new rare air for the Miami Hurricanes, for the F. AU Owls. We took them at plus 470 on a little volume sports futures vid, by the way, on the volume sports gram. And I have to I have to put them last. My San Diego State Aztecs, baby. Now I didn't go there. My dad went there. My uncles went there. My brother goes there. And I grew up 10 minutes down the road. So if you tell me this ain't my team, gonna have a little bit of a Sopranos problem. The point is. The city I grew up in, 10 minutes from the stadium, doesn't have a basketball team. Spanos ripped the soul out of the city, taking the Chargers up the five. So this is a big day without going on a San Diego, Ron Burgundy tangent about the greatest city in the country. A big moment for the Aztecs. 
for Dutcher, for Steve Fisher, for the entire program. Again, I've been through so many moments with San Diego State, the Kawhi Leonard clubs. Even before then, the Marcus Slaughter, Brandon Heath clubs. There were so many teams that could have done it with Stevie Fish. It is Tramel Lede, our guy Matt Bradley, and the list goes on as I get into it. And again, on this show, we're not going to go full March Madness. We have a riveting, riveting NBA MVP premier matchup. We hope Joel Embiid can go. Apparently, he has a calf strain. He is not up on the FanDuel props yet. So we're going to go more general with our conversation. Again, we are talking a lot of NBA MVP as of late on the pod, but they are literally dancing against each other tonight. The Sixers and the Nuggets. Playoff implications. MVP odds implications. Oh, we got a lot, a lot to talk out there at the end of the program. But let's get back to what we saw over the weekend. As a better, as a fan, as a college basketball connoisseur here over the last two weeks, we watched what is so crystal clear in this tournament. And I believe, I, I wish I had the tweet on hand. There was only one or two underclassmen actually starting across all the elite eight clubs, a lot of upperclassmen, a lot of seniors, particularly on the impactful clubs that we're going to get into. Let's start out, though, with the defensive side of things. Let's start out with FAU Kansas State, a back and forth, Noel, Deontay Johnson, and the boys from K-State, Masood. There was, of course, the backstory with three guys, I believe four impactful, but three main players between Noel Tomlin and Masood from Harlem and New York. Getting to play at the Garden's a special moment. And I really thought it was K-State's game. I bet K-State, even though I had a futures on FAU, I thought the game would come down to a clutch moment from a clutch player. And we watched Kansas State not even get a shot off with the game on the line. Now, it's a credit to FAU's style of play. This is a team that actually does play very good defense, as prolific as their offenses. And again, this was a 30-win club coming in. People will snub the conference, say it's a mediocre at best competition-wise league. But the true basketball, college basketball savants, which I am not, will tell you winning is winning. And what they've done at an impressive rate offensively all season and then what they took into the tournament to show you offensively they've done cannot be understated. This is a club that is one of four remaining that has taken down some impressive opponents along the way. But you look at what FAU is about. And again, they had a very balanced game against Kansas State. Martin was huge with 17. Greenlee was 16. Golden, that crafty center, doing a little bit of flex, not calling it, getting called a flagrant. I digress. And of course, John L. Davis, heart and soul of the club, loved the kid, hated to fade him. He's had 29, 15, and 13 the last three games. 12, 8, and 6 on the glass, by the way, for your guard to get that. That is about as impressive as it gets. Now, this team, FAU, shot. 39% from three, 48% from the field. Got to be honest. 48% from the field ain't going to happen against San Diego State. It's not going to happen. You're also not going to shoot 39% from three. 
against San Diego State. As I get into what I saw as we preview the matchup between the Owls and the Aztecs with SDSU versus Creighton. Now, we knew depth with Creighton was going to be an issue. They didn't have a basket from anyone on their bench. A complete trolling on the beer pong table of the Creighton bench. Not a basket was heard. Not a creature was stirring. It was unfathomable. This was Creighton's game on so many levels. And I forgot which UConn player did it. I remember it vividly. He said it in the celebration after the UConn onslaught against Gonzaga. He goes, after Creighton beats San Diego State, the Big East, the best conference in the land, da-da-da-da, yada-yada. Look, dude, Big East faithful are going to flex their chest every year. We know it. We get it. Guess what? I don't care. Creighton got sauced by my city on an abomination of a game plan. I'm sorry. They froze up. They Creighton was in control the entire game, as far as I'm concerned. It was San Diego State, plus six and a half live almost the whole time, plus four and a half live almost the whole time. It was literally not until the very end. And they couldn't figure out, and I don't know if it was Nemhard getting hurt, the hand, whatever, the wrist that did affect them. They couldn't figure out who to go to because Shireman's shot was not falling. He was three of 10. He was abysmal at best. The best thing about his game was his headband. Creighton was held to only three guys scoring in double digits. Kalkbrenner could have taken over that game. Can't say his name right. Kalkbrenner, Kalkbrenner, Kalkbrenner. You're seven foot. That's what drives me crazy about college basketball. Could have taken over the game, didn't. But it's a testament to the Dutcher team defense. It was a testament to Lede for San Diego State on the rock, uh, on the block. And let me just say this. Matt Bradley is the heart and soul of this San Diego State team, the senior lefty. He averages and leads the team in several offensive statistical categories. He's a 17 points a game guy. All right, Matt Bradley has, has had two points and six points in the last two games. That should be scary hours for anybody going against San Diego State. Their leading score had eight points in two games. They're in the final four. And it points to one thing and one thing only. The defense, baby. They held Creighton to two of 17 from three-point land. I would say that's impressive. But then you go look at what he, what Dutcher did and this game plan devised around Alabama. Brandon Miller was one of 10, three of 19 from the field. Quinterly was four of 13 from the field. Look, I can go on and on and on. You don't want to hear about guys you don't know name-wise. Lamont Butler, Tramel, Lede, Matt Bradley on this San Diego State club. Not a household name. I get it. I'm going to have my three-minute moment there to tell you that this defense is smothering. And my best bet was a Bama team total under. Now we're talking about, I believe it's up to 17 games. No one has scored over 71 against this team. 17 games. What did Creighton do? The gift from the gambling gods was the under. 57-56. It's going to be fascinating. It's going to be fascinating. Far and away right now as the line looks which is, at the moment, a virtual pick game, SDSU is the favorite. 
at minus one and a half and minus 134. 131 and a half will not get passed. San Diego State will not win this game if they get in a shooting contest with FAU. They know this. Dutcher knows this. All of Montezuma Road knows this. By the way, check out the best Mexican food you'll ever have in your life on Montezuma Road. It's called Trujillo's. Thank me later. Let's talk out Miami, Connecticut. So early leans on SDSU, Atlanta, FAU, of course, is the under. Going to wait to see where the money comes in. I'm emotionally betting on this. I'm not fading San Diego State in the final four in a pick em game. I'm not going to put money under the mattress like I did on K-State and, and completely chased all Saturday. But under 131 and, and a half and the under uh, with the under and San Diego State on the money line is the early, early dot as far as where I'm at in that game. Now, the other game, I'm assuming College Basketball Nation are sitting there saying the winner of the Hurricanes and the Huskies, Miami versus UConn, is going to win it all. And I do want to take a second to pivot because the national champion, UConn's minus 125 and Miami's plus 490. If you believe the winner of this game goes on, I would consider firing on both UConn and Miami to win it all. 125 down to win 100, 100 down to win 490. You lose $25 if Miami, if UConn wins, I believe. Quick math, 125 down. Yep. You would win. Quick math. You'd win 100 plus 490. You get 590 back minus the 125. You'd be up for Benjamins. That's just if Miami came out of nowhere. Now, you don't have to because, again, I'm not going to, but there is an interesting spot there where Miami should not be plus 490. They should far and away be the second team to win this tournament. They're not because they're matched up against UConn with a tough draw. And that line, as we speak, is five and a half on FanDuel. Miami getting the five and a half plus 195, 149 and a half on the over under. Let's talk out this one. I'm going to need a sleep or two before I get into this. At the moment, this could be a vitamin D finals. This could be Miami versus San Diego. Everybody getting more sun than three-fourths of the country showing out in the tannest crowd in the history of the tournament. B-minus jokes aside. UConn just beat the brakes off of Gonzaga. 82-54, just to lay this out, Gonzaga's first in field goal percentage, they averaged just over 85 points a game on the season. They scored 54. They shot two of 20 from three. 33.3% from the field. Timmy was South Park unwatchable. End it. It's over. Forget about it. Heck of a career abysmal way to go out. Five of 14 with 12 points. I'm sorry. He's 27 years old. He can take it. Unfortunately, the man that was the man of the out in the game against UCLA, Julian Strother, was rather unwatchable for a 15. But that's a testament to the UConn team defense that has really stepped up. Big East doesn't get enough credit for their overall defense in the conference. And what I've seen for three weeks now is excellent defense from almost everybody in the Big East in this tournament. 
But the story on offense for UConn is Jordan Hawkins. 15.9 on the season, but in the tournament, he has gone ballistic. 20 and 24 in the last two games with nine threes. Nine three-pointers in college in two outings is regronculous. 13 three-pointers in the last three games up his 2K rating. Now, we know about Sanogo. He had 52 in the first two. He was absolutely dominant. Very productive double-double in two of these tournament games, one of them being the last game, and handled, most importantly, Timmy in spectacular fashion. You want to talk about the discrepancy between on-the-blocks UCLA defense and Connecticut's? That was JV Varsity. The thing that concerns me is UConn shooting 35% from three, 41% as a team, 35% from three more importantly. Miami, what they did defensively yesterday, it's fresh in my mind, took Miami plus 340 on the money line, just gave all my money to plus seven and a half live at halftime. Look, Texas was shot making at an un fathomable rate in that first half. I knew it was going to slow down. I believe they were at 60%. I, I got to double check. But to outscore when Texas fell back down from earth, 51-36, that club. When they shot 40% from three on the game, they hit 10 threes. And Miami said, nah, we're going to give you 59% from three, and we're going to do it on all twos. Old school, adult, 90s NBA with it. They were two of eight from three, Miami. All five starters in double figures. Jordan Miller has been the Miller in the tournament you've been missing. He didn't miss a basket. He went Torrey and Prince at the Garden last week. Seven for seven, 27 points. 27 points in an Elite Eight game. 13 and 19 in the previous two. Isaiah Wong, ACC player of the year. 27 and 20 the previous two. 14. Last night, Nigel Pack with a clutch 15. And Omir playing some of the best defense. And Omir versus Sonogo is going to be fascinating because that is where Miami could balance out a huge edge that UConn has had all tournament on the block, on the offensive glass. And in the paint. If Omir, who made the game-winning defensive play yesterday, can get someone into Sonogo's game and this Miami team can continue to not need one guy to cook. Look, when you this is kind of scary, but Nigel Pack, Jordan Miller, and Isaiah Wong. Three guys that can put the ball in the basket, and I watched them all cook at the same time last night. I don't know how you don't lean five and a half. Now, UConn is clearly the best team in the tournament left overall talent-wise. I will give you that. I will agree. So will Vegas at minus 125 to cut down the nets. But this is a Miami team that beat Houston outright. Top 2D. Smoke Texas in the face of adversity, outscoring them by 15 in the second half, completely shut them down. They're going to end it with UConn? I don't know. I don't know. It's a fascinating, fascinating storyline for a Miami team that's never been here before. 
I, I think the morale is high. Right now, my two favorite bets on a Monday, under an SDSU FAU Miami with the points. We'll get back to you on a Wednesday with official picks. But before we get out of here, we have to talk out the NBA MVP. Really quick, Chris Berman with it. And here's why. Jokic and Embiid play each other in the night. It's Sixers versus Nuggets. It's scary, scary hours, as I'll say again, in the NBA MVP soon-to-be straw poll out ratings. Look, Embiid is now, and I said this last week, I knew it. He was minus 190, no chance I'm laying that. He's down to minus 145 this week. Jokic was 3-1 to one last week. I was begging you from the high Hebrew heavens because I'm half and half to take Jokic. Just on a value play alone, he's down to less than two to one at plus one ninety five. Giannis, we don't have the air for it five to one. This is a two horse race, baby, and they dance against each other tonight. Jokic stands seventeenth in points, second in boards, fourth in assists in all NBA ranks, and beat first in the league with thirty three point three per, seventh in boards, fifty second in assists, averaging just under two blocks for what it's worth, and it is worth a lot per game. Now. Matchup in January, we all remember Embiid got the best of Jokic. It's kind of when the narrative started creeping in a little bit. And again, two months has flown by here, but that was a 126-119 win. Embiid went for 47-18, five assists, three steals, two blocks. Jokic went for 24-8-9. That was the game that has been imprinted in everyone's mind. It was the fadeaway at the top of the key. Embiid dagger, see ya tomorrow type game. Here's what I've been preaching. Here's what I'll wrap up in a bow for you to digest on as you enjoy tonight's action. Sixers are still battling for seed positioning, and I don't know where they're going to land. They are now in third as we speak. They were in second before the weekend started. They're four games back, and they ain't catching Milwaukee. Denver's in first three games ahead, and the schedule's are as follows. The Sixers have, of course, Denver tonight. They got Dallas, and then they got Toronto. They got the Bucks, the Celtics, the Heat, the Hawks, and the Nets. I don't see a playoff list team on the Sixers' schedule, except for the Mavericks, which is a monologue for another Kyrie day. Toronto's in the play, and as we speak, Milwaukee and Boston are one and two. Miami's in the playoffs. Atlanta and Brooklyn are in the play-in. Oh my goodness, what a daunting schedule. If Embiid is playing all of those for Doc to let him win this hardware, forget about a deep playoff run. And that has been my issue the whole time. Meanwhile, Denver, three games ahead. Dancing against the Pelicans. Houston, Utah. They play Sacramento. Okay. Play the Warriors who blew an unfathomable loss last night against the T-Wolves, and they got the Suns who are banged up twice. This could work against me narrative-wise because Denver could wrap up the West and Jokic goes on complete Kawhi load management mode. But take a take a look at what Jokic has done in two of the last three games. 11, 11 assists and 10 assists. Why is that important? Oh, by the way, 31 points in back-to-back games. He ain't a 31 guy. He's up picking. He's padding what is necessary. Now, Embiid has said he doesn't need to stop pad. He pointed out the Bulls game where he had 12, 
specifically that he doesn't need to stop pad there. Well, Jokic is 30 and three of the plus five. If they win the night and I like him to beat the Sixers tonight, I do. He's at 9.9 assists. If he ends on a triple-double, how are you going to feel that you missed out now on 2-1? to one? I'm on 3-1. to one. I'm already locked in. There's no value on Embiid. I'm not saying he's not going to get it. This is the one award, I have to repeat myself, that human beings bet on. This isn't a spread cover. This isn't an over-under. This isn't a team futures. This is a player's award bet on by human beings who have a vote. It is a nerve-wracking thought. But Embiid, who missed the second half of the Bulls game Wednesday, who's dealing with this capturing, what's more important? Health? Shutting her down? Making sure you're healthy for the, the run that really matters? Or winning this award, you do what you want. I laid out the storyline. Jokic is going to end with 10 assists. And when he does, and they don't give it to him, I'm going on a Forrest Gump walk from New York to San Diego. The NBA season is coming down to the wire. And now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. You can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained. NBA bets for the week. So many exciting ones to throw in. And again, for same game parlays, you can go spread money line, total player props with points, boards, assists, so many more exclusive bets. You got the two by three at the top. That's two three-pointers score in the first three minutes. Don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets. When you go to FanDuel.com forward slash Monaco, that's FanDuel.com forward slash Monaco to learn more. And FanDuel is now live in Massachusetts. Download the app now and take advantage of their great special offers, boosts, and more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Disclaimer. 21 plus in select states. First online real money wager, only $10. Deposit required. Refund issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See full terms at FanDuel.com forward slash sportsbook. FanDuel is offering... Online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Call 1 877 8 Hope New York or text Hope New York 467 369 New York. Call 1 800 Gambler. Visit fanduel.com forward slash RG. Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, Virginia. 1 800 Next Step or text Next Step to 53342 Arizona. 1 888 789 7777 or visit ccpg.org forward slash chat. Connecticut. 1 800 9 with it. Indiana. 1 800 522 4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Kansas 1-877-770-STOP Louisiana visit mdgamblinghelp.org Maryland 1-800-522-4700 Wyoming or visit www.100gambler.net West Virginia The Volume